and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name's Matt. And I am Courtney. And we are going to talk about assessment today. I love yeah, assessment. We always talk, we always, Matt, Matt, we mm. always talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. And assessment is a huge part of personalized learning. Assessment is, a, you know what? I don't actually think assessment and learning are separate from one another, but that's a whole other, Ooh. <laughs> that's a whole other thing, I think. <laughs> I think, I think it Nor might be. I, I wrote a blog post once about that. And um, in it, I encouraged people to make a teaching, learning and assessment Mobius strip because it was a really nice physical example of how they all fit together. I'm going to have to find that now and link it in, in yep. the show notes. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then ask everyone to make their, their teaching, learning and assessment Mobius strips and take pictures of them. I like it. Anyway, assessment. So, so tell assessment. me, uh, tell me about what, <laughs> what you're thinking about assessment. Uh, that could be, <laughs> I was gonna say that could be useful to our listeners, but pretty much everything could be useful to our listeners about assessment, I think, but <laughs> what, what are, what are the things that you're thinking of uh, specifically about, yeah. about today? Uh, so, so where I'm going specifically today is that like, kind of like, what's the purpose of assessment, right? Why bother doing it? Like we have so many kinds of assessment and so many of them are not useful. Mm -hmm. So I think to think about assessment, I think in too many people's minds, assessment equals test, right? Okay. And so off that slash that equals sign, assessment does not equal test. And instead below it, like you're making a little, you know, a, a proof here. <laughs> this is our geomet geometry proof about assessment. So assessment does not equal test. Assessment equals what we need to know about what learners know. Okay. Right? So ultimately the question that you're asking in any assessment, no matter what the question is, what you're asking is, what do you know about this? <laughs> and that's it. Now that, that seems like it's, it's slightly different from the way we've done assessment in the past is, is like mindset anyway, right? Okay. It's uh, because I don't think I ever thought of it that way when I started teaching is like, yeah. it's not a reflection of what they, what they know. It's, it was more like, can they answer all the questions that I'm asking them? Right. Yeah. I was just thinking, was the question more like, what do you remember about what I said? Yeah. That that's a lot of it, right? That do you, can you regurgitate yeah. what I've done for the past couple of days yeah. And in some type of meaningful format, not thinking about, okay, trying to find out what they know. It's just like, okay, yeah. did you listen to me for the last couple of days so we can move on to the next one? And if you didn't remember, uh, we're going to kind of move on anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because also part of that assessment equals the test thing is assessment. Assessment equals, and it does not. So assessment, write a new sentence for yourself. Assessment does not equal measuring what they've done, right? Assessment I, does not equal the end measure. I like the way you're, you're, I like where you're going with this one. Yes, I like where you're going with this one. Keep, keep going. 
Yeah, so if you actually stopped using the word assessment altogether and only thought about that question, what do the learners know? And that's all you ever worried about asking at any point in the year. Okay, what do the learners know now? What do the learners know now? What do the learners know now? That's where you get into the Mobius strip of teaching, learning, and assessment, right? So when you ask, when that's all you care about, when you er erase the word assessment from your vocabulary in your mind, and you just worry about how am I gonna figure out what the learners know, it changes the game. Then first thing, right, and pin, I have an aside about why this is an important question. This is an important question because we are experiencing a time in public education where the range of readiness levels of the learners before us and who will be in front of us at the start of next school year is wider or I'm sorry, is more pronounced than it has ever been. So that question, how do we figure out what the learners know is the most important question to be asking right now. I like because that. We know they're we know they're in so many different places. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I, I've seen a lot of things come through my email lately about uh, what we're going to do about learning loss and so many kids are behind. And you know, my first response. Uh, well, that my first response to all that is like, that's such a negative view of our kids. Like I get where I get where they're going and it's from a place that they want to be helpful, but they're not behind anything. That's where literally everyone is right now. We're all in the same boat. So right. being the positive one about trying to find out what kids know right now in order mm -hmm. to move them forward kind of aligns with everything we've talked about for these six seasons for one but yeah but not really it's it's the old it's the old way of thinking right yeah. that okay these kids they don't know this they don't know this they don't know this i'm going to take all these points off right assuming they start from perfection right and that has never been useful so i like the way you're reframing assessment in general about what kids do know which will take us to the next steps. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so, okay, so step number one, no matter what, whether it's September 2021, whether it's um, coming back after the next school vacation, um, is we need to know what the learners know. So you've got to figure that out. Um, so here's, a, I'm going to bring the word assessment back in, pre-assessment. I don't like the word pre and I, I no longer like the word assessment. So it's more like before I start teaching, I have to figure out what the learners know. Why? So that I can teach them what they need to know. And that's it. So Matt, what happens sometimes when people get to this point where they're like, yes, this makes sense. I should figure out what the learners know before I start teaching. You've, you've worked in schools for a long time and you've led a lot of this pre-assessment type work. So what, what, have, what has been your experience with it? So here's what, here's what we're gonna do. We are going to have this 17 page test and I'm gonna give it to all of my kids. Uh, it might take them three or four days of class time, but that's okay. They'll, they'll sit down, they'll, they'll do it. Uh, they'll work through it. They'll pay attention to the whole thing. They'll do their darndest. 
And we'll find out at the end on this uh, massive pre-assessment that we've done uh, that they don't really know anything about the unit coming up. Right. <laughs> and so I just feel I've wasted three or four days of my time that I made these kids go through. Therefore, pre-assessment doesn't work. I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, the last part, totally fair. The rest of it, and, yeah. not so much. <laughs> no, yeah. So that I'm going to argue that that is the worst way to do pre-assessment. And I too have seen that that kind of sudden vigor for that like massive beginning of the year assessment to see what they know so that we can you know teach them what they learn so so that's one thing that happens another thing that happens is um sometimes people get to the point of kind of understanding a beginning of unit if we were if we use the word unit a beginning mm -hmm. of you know a beginning of unit kind of pre-assessment um but then not a whole lot happens with it after that. They go, oh, right. You know, they've all nailed the, you know, the um, the causes of the American Revolution tomorrow. So let's talk about the causes of the American Revolution. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like giving it, but then not a whole lot of effective use of the data. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, so I, I think just kind of you know go back to that like yeah what what is it they know and then what do I have to teach them if they already know it you don't have to teach it to them, right? And I think that's, this can I, help you, Courtney. I, I think I, Courtney, yeah. I think that's the hardest part for teachers. It is. It is. And, and, and admittedly, that's a different way of thinking that than we've done it before. But uh, I, I cut you off there. But you you had some yeah. reasons why that that would make more sense. And you're just starting to get into groups a little bit. Right, uh, reasons why focusing on the what, um, figuring out what they know, and then what do I teach them? Or let's, so, okay, so let's, let's talk about some ways that you can use quote unquote assessment, right? Use assessment methods or learning probes or whatever you wanna call them different ways to figure out what learners know that aren't the, here's the fifth grade test at the beginning of fifth grade, right? Or here's the semester, you know, here's the final exam at the beginning of the semester. Or that aren't even those smaller, you know, whole unit pre-assessments. Um, so one way to go about doing this, um, and I think this lends itself better in other subjects, like I can see this working really well with math or with some um, ELA content, um, maybe a little bit in, in science or social studies. I, and I'm sure there's people out there who you'll hear this and you'll be like, oh yeah, totally. I can make that work in any content. And my brain is really kind of seeing it work very well in, in math and ELA, um, maybe foreign language. But um, okay, so one way to think about it is great. You've written that fifth grade test. <laughs> take that fifth grade test and break it up into smaller pieces and kind of just make it a routine maybe that once or twice a week um, you ask the learners to answer one of those questions. You know, it's a little like coming in the room, kind of sit, you've got 10 minutes, great, answer this question, fantastic. Maybe sometimes you turn it into a discussion, maybe sometimes you don't. Um, 
And so that way you're kind of sneaking in the big test, right? It's happening over time. So it doesn't, it's maybe not as obvious to the learners, but you're still collecting that kind of data. Yeah. So I if you're a person I like who re really, yeah, that's a good, like, um, like halfway point, right? That's a good stepping stone away from the big test mm -hmm. <laughs> is to just break it up and kind of give it out at smaller, smaller pieces. Um, another thing to do is to um, have some kind of wide open experience and then um, schedule a day to look at the data. Like this works really well with writing or it could work really well as speaking, I, I presume, um, you know, where you just give the learners the task of like, it's an event, they have to do it, like write about something. Maybe you put some parameters on it, but like the wide open, give me everything you've got, show me your skills type thing. Um, you can then take the work, but the key is taking the time to actually look at it and pull out the data and figure out what the learners know. Then I think it can, swing all the way to like one-on-one -on -one conferences. Those are all about figuring out what the learner knows. And those can happen in any subject. That's not just a, you know, a reading or a writing thing. So I worked you... with someone once who used to talk about something called a gaffer, which okay. was an intentional experience at the beginning of a unit um, where you, the point is to set the learners up to interact with content in some way or skills in some way that A, shows them that they are potentially missing information. So establishing like a need to learn for the learners. And then also gives the teacher information about what the learners do know. So like an example of this is, um, let's say in a social studies class, you're studying um, leadership, right? In, for, in some way. Um, you might put up pictures of a bunch of leaders from around the world, different types of leaders, right? And A, have learners identify who they are, and then B, have learners categorize them and not tell them the categories, just see what they come up with. Can they put them into world leaders? Do they put them into some other kind of leadership categories? Well, then that tells you what they know about the characteristics, characteristics of leaders, right? So there's experiences like that. And the data you're pulling from that is much more observational, but as we have said time and time again, observational data is data. I think you're making some really good points here about ways that don't seem intimidating to me as a teacher. Uh, I think some of these things we are probably doing in our classrooms a little bit anyway, especially like some of the, uh, the questions that you mentioned at the beginning of class, for instance. Uh, a lot of people do that anyway with just that's a way to like get the class moving and get it started and get it thinking a little bit um, right sneaking those little pieces of of assessment in there is always a great idea because uh, you're right with the goal is to find out what the kids know so we can figure out what's next for them right i really like those ideas courtney hey thanks Ah, well, that's what we're here for, right? To yeah. give out some tips about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. <laughs> Even though I occasionally forget it, which means most of the time. <laughs> so that was a, those are some really good assessment tips. Uh, do you have anything else for today? No, just um, 
really, I, you know what? Play the thought experiment along with us for the next two weeks. Don't use the word assessment. Anytime you want to say the word assess or think about assessment, just replace it with what does this learner know? How do I figure out what the learner knows? And, and see what happens. See how it changes things for you. I think that's a great way to end it. Uh, we will talk to you next week. By the way, I thought you were going to say replace assessment with Mobius strip. And then uh, <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> you could do that if you want. It's a little, it's a little less wordy. But uh, so great ways to think about uh, uh, not assessment, but what do kids know? And uh, we will talk to you next week. It doesn't matter where we're alone.